The United States is the indispensable nation. It is, it's not to say that America is exceptional or anything, but when Putin invaded, invaded Ukraine, the world turned to, turned to Biden to pull it together, the coalition together. Ah, yes, the Jonathan Capehart of the Washington Post. Is he gender fluid? Say, it's not that the United States is exceptional or anything. He chose that word deliberately, of course. The not exceptional United States. It's, uh, you know, but the whole world turns to the United States. Um, We are the one indispensable nation. We are the one irreplaceable nation. And once the left takes us down, well, the tyrants of the world will have sealed the deal. Western Europe won't stand a chance. The Chinese will have Asia. Putin will make more moves on Russia. The Islamists will expand their grasp. From the river to the sea, they'll kill all the Jews. And the Democrats will uh, celebrate, I think, right, on, on campuses because they're the bad guys. They're the bad guys, too. Well, happy Monday once again, and uh, welcome back. We are at 888-630-9625. I, uh, I want to share a story with you. I wanna, I'm going to start with our news media, which is just awful. And uh, there may be news media in the world that is worse than the news media that we have here in the United States. But most of them uh, get an excuse of some kind because in a lot of cases like Iran and, and in Russia and in China, uh, they've got guns to their heads. Here in the United States, uh, no guns to their heads. They're just corrupt. They're just filthy, dirty, rotten, corrupt. And, and a new Gallup poll, a new Gallup poll is out. And the question that the Gallup polling people asked us, the American people in their big poll, how much trust do you have in the media? And uh, how much trust do you have in the media? And the Gallup polling people, well, in 2023, 32% of us have uh, some trust in the media, 32%. 1976, 72% of us had uh, trust in the media. Then in uh, 2003, 50% of us had trust in the media. And now 32% of us have trust in the media, and that seems a little high, actually. Quite honestly, confidence in U.S. news media hits record low, is the headline here. Less than a third of Americans say they trust the press to report the news fully and accurately. Only 32% of Americans trust the media to report the news fairly and accurately, while a record 39% do not trust the press at all. And the press never reflects on this. They never... There is never any introspection by them. No gathering in Aspen to smoke dope and talk about why nobody trusts them. Uh, It is a new Gallup poll published on Friday that reveals these horrible numbers for our horrible, horrible news media. The share of Americans who express trust in the media matches the record low that the pollster recorded in 2016, uh, which is uh, kind of interesting all by itself, too, 2016 you know, is when Donald Trump was running for president, right? Um, And who was in the White House? Well, Hillary Clinton was running for president, too. And uh, Barack Obama was in the White House. While the previous record total distrust was 38%. 
So that really is at 39%, a new record for distrust. And they've earned our distrust, haven't they? Even Democrat Party supporters who tend to have more confidence in the media than Republicans have lost faith in the news media over the last year to a significant degree. Just 58% of Democrat voters expressed some level of trust in the news media. This is a 12-point decline compared to 2022. That's just last year. A change attributed to the diminishing trust among younger Democrats, which might be a positive sign. Only 11% of Republicans reported some confidence in the media establishment, according to Friday's poll. However, the 47-point gap between respondents from the two major U.S. political parties is the narrowest recorded since 2016, because fewer Democrats trust the media now, when Republicans' trust in the establishment had fallen dramatically. Uh-uh-uh-uh-uh. So that is your uh, your Gallup poll, and that is uh, and the news media. Really, that's uh, I don't understand why their numbers are this good, but the uh, Gallup polling people, the annual poll, America's confidence in the U.S. news media, found the number of people saying that we have no trust at all in the mass media had hit an all-time high of 39 percent. No trust at all. Nearly four in ten Americans have no trust at all. Just amazing. And they don't care. Let me let me assure you of this. They don't care. In 2016, 27% of those polled answered that they had uh, what kind of confidence? None at all. While in 2023, that number shot to 39%. A devastating indictment of the public's belief in the establishment media and that they provide the public with facts and narratives. Only 32% of those polled had a great deal of trust in the mass media uh, to report the news fully accurately and fairly. That matched the all-time low set in 2016, and they take this every year, right? So the latest poll conducted September 1 to September 23 marks the second time, along with last year, that the share of Americans who have no confidence at all in the U.S. media has surpassed the percentage with a great deal or a fair amount of trust in the media. They started asking this question, the Gallup polling people did, in 1972 at some time ago, and this is the worst ever, because they suck. And I apologize for using a coarse language, but they, uh, they really, really suck. Now, why? Why do we have no trust? Why do we have no confidence in them? Well, let me let me start with this one. The New York Post has the story, and the and the Washington Post does not because they're not a legitimate news organization by any stretch of the imagination. But the New York Times rehires Hitler praising Soleiman Hiji to cover the Israel Hamas war. Soleiman, like Soleiman the Magnificent, who beheaded a great many. Um, and you may remember, uh, you know, one of the mad bombers at the uh, Boston Marathon um, was uh, named for Suleiman, too. Because, you know, you can name your children for, you know, a, a New York Yankees big hitter or for an ancient Muslim beheader of thousands. You decide. Pretty amazing stuff. But the New York Times 
they've got uh, they've got an amazing one. Or the, 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 they, they've hired this guy, a New York Times reporter. He makes documentary films. He makes uh, videos and and uh, then he makes, uh, you know, propaganda that's pro-terrorist and anti-Western civilization. That is to say, anti-civilization. A New York Times reporter who came under fire last year for praising Adolf Hitler in multiple resurfaced Facebook posts was rehired by the Gray Lady to cover the Israel-Palestine war. Palestinian filmmaker Soliman Hiji hailed the Nazi leader, that's Adolf Hitler, as recently as 2018 in a post on Facebook when he shared a photo of himself with a caption that said, quoting now, in a state of harmony as Hitler was during the Holocaust. He's in a state of harmony as Hitler was during the Holocaust. Per a translation from the Arabic by pro-Israeli media watchdog, Honicide Reporting. Now, that same year, uh, Hilly, Soliman Hilly, was hired by the New York Times as a freelance journalist, and he worked on a slew of visual investigations, making videos and things, published uh, by the New York Times in 2021, including a um, uh, one on an Israeli airstrike that killed 44 people. Uh, Hiji's uh, 2018 post included a 2012 Facebook post where he wrote, How great you are, Hitler. See, he wrote How Great You Are, Hitler, and now he's a New York Times journalist covering the war in the Middle East. He wrote it in Arabic alongside a photoshopped image of Adolf Hitler seemingly taking a selfie, a funny, charming, uh, Hitler-is-likable kind of uh, Photoshop photo. They were unearthed unearthed last year when pro-Israel outlets called the New York Times and uh, asked them about hiring the anti-Semitic journalist as a freelancer. And at the time... Uh, the New York Times said, oh, no, this is uh, terrible. This might make us look bad. What are we going to do? So they fired him. And uh, then, just the other day, shh, don't tell anybody, they hired him back. They hired him back, and now he's covering the news for them. See? Because that's your Democrat Party. And make no mistake, the New York Times is the Democrat Party. Now, here's another story from a reporter named Eric Levitz. Eric Levitz. Um, He posted over the weekend on X, and he's a left-wing journalist, right, who is what he's with the uh, New York Magazine and the Intelligencer. That's the one that Glenn Greenwald had to leave because they got too lefty. Glenn Greenwald, an old lefty, was one of the founders of the Intelligencer, and they got so hostile to him and so far left that he had to leave. Now, Eric Levitz, um, New York Magazine and The Intelligencer, he uh, posted on X. He wrote, Last night, I asserted that this report indicated that babies were beheaded. You've all heard the reports of the babies beheaded and photos were released, and you can look at them if you'd like. This was an overstatement, Eric Levitz, uh, presumably Jewish, liberal, Democrat, journalist, United States of America, propagandist, Uh, anti-Western, danger to civilization. Last night, I asserted, he's uh, calling himself out, 
that this report indicated that babies were beheaded. This was an overstatement, he says. I should have said that the report established that babies were found headless. See, they were found like the headless horseman um, and uh, Sleepy Hollow. I should have said that the report established, no dispute, that babies were found headless, maybe they did it to themselves, a fact that lends plausibility to claims of beheading, but which does not prove them. Now, that is quite amazing, isn't it? This is uh, Eric Levitt's uh, New York Magazine, the intelligencer, mainstream Democrat, self-described liberal, actually a leftist, uh, presumably Jewish, Levitt's. And uh, then he went on, on his uh, ex-post. He's like, well, now, wait a minute. This is kind of uh, splitting hairs, isn't it? Um, you know, let's not get all caught up in who killed who. And he's calling out his own reporting, saying that uh, he reported, his report indicated that babies were beheaded. Now he wants to clarify. Sure, babies, plural, were found headless, but maybe they were baby suicides and they cut their own heads off or something like that. And he, uh, he, he, he submits, he, he admits that uh, the fact that babies were found headless, he says, lends plausibility to claims of beheading, claims of, but which does not prove them. No, it could have just been organic. He then writes, the verb behead has multiple definitions. Yeah, this is like jihad, when leftists say to you, oh no, jihad isn't beheading babies and killing all the Jews. It's an internal struggle over whether you're going to go to college or not. The verb behead has multiple definitions, he types, and is sometimes used to mean decapitate. The report indicates that Hamas did behead babies in that sense, but the term can also connote a form of execution using a knife, and we do not have confirmation of beheading in that sense. This is the American news media. Do not let this person, Eric Levitz, near the children. Do not allow him near sharp objects or implements. Do not allow him him near the silverware. Do not allow him near babies. Eric Levitz is mentally deficient. Eric Levitz is uh, he's uh, in the midst of jihad, an internal struggle. As I like to point out, because it's true, they use the words, but they don't know what they mean. There is more from this dithering dimwit because he's struggling, his internal struggle, his personal jihad. Sure, lots of babies were found headless, but that doesn't mean they were beheaded. Now I understand. Ruprecht, don't take the cork off the fork. Why is the cork on the fork? To prevent him hurting himself and others. Hey, it's Chris Plant, excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Book by this July 31st for extra savings. Visit ChrisPlantCruise.com. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. 
With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. Yeah, this uh, this journalist is a journalist, Eric Levitz, L-E-V-I-T-Z. His own report said that babies were beheaded and he had to go back and correct himself because because he's unwell psychologically. He's uh, very, very unwell. And he's uh, dithering and circling the meaning of the word behead. And uh, people are mocking him on follow-on X posts that, you know, uh, spontaneous beheadings perhaps. A body without a head was beheaded. See, that's how that goes. What are the natural causes for a baby to become headless, people are asking. But this guy's a major journalist in the United States of America. Just uh, just amazing. Uh, let's uh, let's take a call. Then I've got, I've got more uh, mayhem for you. And, uh, and another great uh, ex post by a thinking person about the demise of Western civilization itself, which is the only thing that's on the line. Don't be worried. Let's uh, let's go to Brian calling from Potomac, Maryland. Brian, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Hey, Chris, thank you so much for taking my call. I I, I just have to share uh, with your uh, listeners that it is the greatest struggle uh, and has been for decades now amongst the the Jewish community and specifically the conservative Jewish community, uh, which I'm a member, that we have to deal not only with the butchery and the savages and the anti-Semitism that exists throughout Europe, the UN, uh, the the major college campuses, but we literally have to go into almost hand-to-hand combat with some of these, uh, intellectually, with some of these self-loathing, anti-Jewish uh, uh, pundits and writers and, and thinkers that believe that they can talk their way to a peaceful solution and all the time will throw Israel, their first reaction, their first instinct is to throw Israel under the bus because they've been indoctrinated at Columbia, at J schools like uh, NYU, uh, Harvard, everywhere. And it is it is a it is a fight like you don't believe. We 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 they they are not Jewish anymore. I um, uh, listen. I'm uh, I I understand the the struggle completely, and I, I say I I need to get like an honorary Jewish status somewhere. Um. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about. How to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. Now uh, again, we have uh, we had a uh, Naval Academy grad call in a little earlier, Steve, to remind us that today is the 40th anniversary of the Beirut, Lebanon Marine Corps barracks bombing. 
There as peacekeepers, 241 Americans killed in that terrorist bombing. And at the time, we didn't know the organization known as Hezbollah, but now we do. And they're still out there killing Jews today. In fact, an American from Maryland um, who has Israeli citizenship uh, left his home in Maryland, went over to Israel uh, as a reservist and and suited up and was put up close to the Lebanon border, and he was killed. And he was killed in an attack, I believe they were using an anti-tank weapon on individuals. Now, back to 40 years ago, 1983, the Marine barracks bombing, American intelligence immediately zeroed in on the attackers, who were an Iranian-backed Shiite terrorist organization, part of a new group that we now know as Hezbollah. And Hezbollah is attacking Israel today and yesterday. They are engaged in a uh, crusade, a jihad, to wipe Israel off the map because they're genocidal anti-Semites. And uh, Democrats, in a great many cases in the United States, are on the side of the genocidal anti-Semites. Today's Nazi party. The New York Times hired a pro-Hitler just this past week, rehired a pro-Hitler journalist that they had fired a year ago for all of his pro-Hitler social media posts, and the New York Times hired him back just the other day. The Associated Press prohibits their writers all over the world from using the word terrorists when describing Hamas. Well, let's not call the National Socialist German Workers' Party Nazis. Let's not get into name-calling. And also, we're sending relief into the Gaza now. Truck caravans of supplies for the enemies of civilization. I, I honestly, I, I'm waiting for Joe Biden to start sending supplies to Russia. Why aren't we sending supplies to Russia? They're the aggressor when it comes to Ukraine. We're, we're sending supplies to the aggressor when it comes to Israel. We're going to be wrong about everything and on the wrong side of everything. Uh, you know, please be consistent. Now, there is an Israeli named Gad Saad, S-A-A-D. Uh, author, scholar, smart person, who uh, has an ex-post. You're not going to like this tweet, so turn away if you're likely to be triggered. He writes, I'm I'm a very optimistic person. I'm a fighter for Western values and liberties. I'm a dogged defender of science, reason, and common sense then you're in big trouble today, big trouble with the Democrat Party and the left. I must say, though, that I am unsure that the West can recover from its multi-front civilizational suicide. Yes, I've talked about these issues for decades and wrote a book about it, but the past few weeks have crystallized the extent to which the problem has become intractable. It will be a long and ultimately bloody demise, 
and the West will be the first society in recorded history to fully self-implode due to its parasitic ideological rapture. It is a gargantuan Greek tragedy that will shape the future of humanity. This is not hyperbole, he writes. Your grandchildren will pay a very high price for your progressive arrogance rooted in the pursuit of unicornia that exists only in the recesses of deeply flawed, parasitized minds afflicted by the parasites that have eaten away at their brains. And uh, Gad Saad, Gad Saad, uh, is, uh, is warning us all, and quite honestly, this is a civilizational battle. This is a, a war for civilization itself. And the, the left, which murdered 100 million people in the 20th century, they're still here, and they're siding with the jihadis, with the mass murderers, the genocidal racists, the genocidal anti-Semites. They, the left, are not on the side of civilization. And the Democrat Party is the left. Now, Gad Saad, is, uh, he lives in Canada now because there are freedoms in the West. He's, he's actually from Beirut, uh, which is you know not uh, a hotbed of fun these days. It has an amazing history as a city, Beirut. Uh, but this Canadian professor, author, thinker, is warning us that Western civilization is committing suicide, and, uh, and I believe that to be true. I, uh, I do believe that to be. You see examples of it everywhere. I mean, he says that he's a dogged defender of science, reason, and common sense. Well, he knows that means he knows how many genders there are, right? And the Democrat Party has erased science and history and uh, especially their own history, because their history, the Democrat Party's history, is the, is the history of racism in America, from the Confederate States of America to the White Knights of the Ku Klux Klan to Jim Crow, all Democrats, every damn one of them, lynchings, Democrats, bullwhips, Democrats, plantations, Democrats. You're a Democrat Party. And uh, they, the left, are not on the side of civilization. Again, they murdered 100 million people, starved millions to death, enslaved more than a billion, in fact, billions, plural, in the 20th century. And we thought that we had defeated Soviet communism, that we could ignore Chinese communism. We were wrong. Both counts. Just amazing. Mm, mm, mm. You're a Democrat party. All right, let's get to uh, let's get to because I I, I got to tell you there uh, you know right, let's go to let's go to soundbite number one. Let's go to uh, face the nation. Margaret Brennan is the Democrat Party host. Uh, it's a, a front group uh, CBS News uh, for the Democrat Party, and Margaret Brennan is a Democrat Party uh, a shill. Uh, and the Democrat Party is not on the sides of uh, on the side of civilization anymore, and they're not on the side of Israel, and they don't 
Really, they're not hell-bent on getting the truth out. Antony Blinken was on, the feckless, hapless, spineless Secretary of State that impresses no one. And there are hundreds of Americans who are mostly Palestinian Americans, dual citizens, probably born there, came to the U.S., became U.S. citizens, maybe the children of Palestinians. They're back in uh, the Gaza Strip when they started murdering all the Jews in the name of genocide. And, uh, and here's our, our, um, our just our spineless Secretary of State. I know there are an estimated five to 600 Americans there. Is there any chance Israel lets some of those Americans out or Egypt allows some of those Americans in? You're exactly right. And to date, at least, Hamas has blocked them from leaving, showing once again its total disregard for civilians of any kind uh, who, are, who are stuck in Gaza. So there are 500 to 600 additional Americans uh, in the Gaza, they'd like to go to Egypt. Uh, Hamas, the terrorist group, will not let them. And their total disregard for human life. They are a sadistic, murderous, blood-drenched death cult. And their umbrella is radical Islam, the jihad. And, well, you're right. There are 500 to 600 American citizens in the Gaza, and they're not being allowed to leave. They know Israel is bombing, striking targets, and, uh, and they want to keep them there because they love murder. Because murder is their whole thing. Now, I know a couple of people asked a uh, unicornia. I was uh, in, the, in the Gad Saad um, X post. It's a place where unicorns run free. It's, you know, it's the land of unicorns, unicornia. Uh, and he was mocking them and ridiculing them for their fantastical and sad and pathetic worldview. The, uh, the crazy people have taken over. For how many years have I been talking about this very stuff? Um, Fox News reporter Hillary Vaughn and there. So we got five or 600 Americans Yes, you're right. They have a total disregard for human life and for international law. They're war criminals, and they need to be carpet-bombed out of existence. We should blacken the sky above their heads with B-52 bombers and empty them. Well, what about the, well, we're sending supplies into them. We should really be sending humanitarian supplies to Russia to, to aid them in their war against Ukraine, don't you think? And by the way, Where's the lefty calling for a ceasefire in Ukraine? They've got the communists beating up on Ukraine, not communist. And the left doesn't have anything to say about that. They're fine with that. Not a peep. Israel responds to a genocidal attack on Israel, and the left is calling for them to stop immediately and calling them the war criminals, the Israelis. The left. Fox News has a reporter named Hillary Vaughn um, trying to ask Ilhan Omar a question. Ilhan Omar is, of course, a Democrat member of the House of Representatives and uh, an anti-Western jihadi. She sounds like a Nazi girl. Listen. Israel have a ceasefire? 
they're electrocuting Jews back there. She's got her hobnailed boots on. How can they have a ceasefire if they're trying to wipe She's got a big man with her. A big, strong man. He might have a gun, too. Because guns are good when it comes to protecting jihadis in Congress. And a big, strong man. Because, you know, he's a man. Now, there was a... Um, a woman murdered in Detroit over the weekend. The president of a synagogue murdered over the weekend. And um, her funeral, Jewish, uh, was over the weekend as well. And the, um, the Democrats in the Detroit, the police department, oh, well, there's no reason to believe this was an anti-Semitic attack, none whatsoever. The, uh, the woman, Samantha Wall, W-O-L-L, Samantha Wall was murdered in front of her home uh, and a terrible trail of blood, and, and she was stabbed to death by an assailant, and we don't know who the assailant was or is. The assailant is on the loose, and Samantha Wall's funeral was over the weekend. Sam dedicated her life to creating opportunity for everyone, everywhere. She was a model citizen, a model Jewish citizen, who forged a path for herself and countless others to feel more connected with local community, Israel, and the whole of humanity. Teaching kindness matters, and so does living it. Uh, that was a uh, friend eulogizing Monica Wall-Rosen um, and um, uh, sister, rather, saying that she dedicated her life to, to good things. And again, synagogue leader Samantha Wall stabbing death sparks outpouring of grief, Newsweek magazine. The slaying of Detroit synagogue president sparked an outpouring of grief, social media, with city officials, community members mourning her loss and calling for an end to hate and violence. That's a good idea. Jihadis and lefties being responsible for so much of it. Samantha Wall was 40 years old, led the Isaac Agri downtown synagogue since 2022, just last year, found stabbed to death Saturday morning outside her home in Detroit's Lafayette Park neighborhood. According to multiple media reports, Newsweek uh, reached out via Facebook on Saturday to the Detroit Police Department and the Isaac Agri downtown Detroit synagogue for comment. The synagogue, meanwhile, shared a statement uh, about the unexpected death. Yeah, because it was a butchery. It was a murder. It was uh, savage. And um, Samantha Wall has been active in Democrat politics, left-wing Democrat politics. She helped get a left-wing Democrat um, attorney general elected in, uh, in Michigan. Dana Nessel is that uh, left-wing uh, attorney general who also uh, spoke at the funeral yesterday. Sam was said to be kind and caring and compassionate, sincere, loving, a tenacious advocate and supporter of social justice, a woman of great faith, this was not an opinion. This was a fact. This wasn't just how Sam presented to some people. It was how Sam treated each 
and every person who ever came into her life. Now, uh, Sam, Samantha, I got a big supporter of Dana Nessel, the uh, the attorney general, and um, Dana Nessel uh, a, uh, campaigned on an LGBTQ platform, of course. The people at CNN are in a bit of a tizzy about this uh, because she was a good progressive, stabbed to death, and... What are they saying about this being uh, an anti-Semitic or a jihadi attack? I've got that coming right up. I was just sitting here minding my own business and a picture of Chaz Bono popped up in front of me on the on the internet here looking at a... I was looking up this CNN fake reporter, Boris Sanchez. He's got one Russian communist name and one... Uh, probably, yeah, you know, Nicaraguan communist name, I'm guessing, Boris Sanchez. The Russians infiltrated Latin America, 1970s and 80s. Uh, there are a lot of Russian names that have resulted out of that. Boris Sanchez on CNN talking about the, uh, the head of the synagogue in Detroit that was murdered in her front yard. We wouldn't want to leap to any conclusions here. It's not like, you know, that somebody walked around the Capitol on January 6th. So let's Let's be cautious. Let's be extra careful here with the reporting. When people see that headline, Detroit synagogue leader found stabbed to death, it makes people want to jump to conclusions, but their conclusions, police say they just don't have, at least right now. Specifically, the police chief, James White, emphasized in a statement that they put out that the investigation into the death of Ms. Samantha Wool is ongoing, but at this time, however, no evidence has surfaced suggesting that this crime was motivated by anti-Semitism, but also they didn't include in that statement that it had been ruled out. Well, come on. I mean, uh, we wouldn't want to unfairly conclude just because she's the head of a synagogue in Detroit and there's war in the Middle East that she was randomly stabbed to death in front of her own home. Uh, dragged herself inside, bleeding profusely, the long trail of blood that police found. We wouldn't, you know, it could just be an everyday Detroit um, uh, brutal stabbing murder and have nothing to do with her role as the head of a synagogue in Detroit. Let's not bicker and argue about who killed who. CNN wants, of course, to be very, very careful, very careful, and that's why they assign Boris Sanchez to the story because... He's one of their crack reporters in Washington, D.C. And he actually as well, you know, but the police, you know, come on. Let's not get all caught up in who killed who. That's our news media. And the New York Times hired a Hitler-loving jihadi to cover the war in, in Israel. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.